This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Welcome back into another Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is here with me. We appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, we're, you know, we're fully, it's, we're in full swing at training camp, kind of to the point where I'm like, When's the first preseason game? Again, I always say like the story of every Broncos season or any NFL season. For one, we wait like all year for it. You know what I mean? It's like I can't it can't, it can't come quick enough. But then like the NFL season comes and it goes so quick. And I always say like let's soak it in. Let's like you know remember all the moments because if this season's kind of special and we have something going here, then you want to you know. You want to really be able to en- enjoy it. So, you know, where we're at right now with this Broncos team, I don't know, man. It's like I don't want to talk about Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater this whole podcast. We're not going to do that. But it's like – It's hard not to. Well, don't we have to lead with that a little bit? I mean, that's the the big news around training camp, and that's the big story around the Broncos, really, is who's going to be the starting quarterback. They still don't know. Uh, over the weekend, Drew Locke seemed to you know take the reins a little bit, but now today he slowed down a bit, so it's still well, an Ted, unknown. Yeah, Teddy's launching today, you know, on Monday, and Drew Locke's dinking and dunking. They both have a pick, but Teddy's airing it out, and, you know, probably, I don't know. Teddy's not out there to show off. I think Teddy's out to, to be a professional, and he's going to let the kind of the cream rise. He's going to give his best stuff. And not that Drew Locke's out there to necessarily show off, but Drew Locke might feel the need to show out a little bit in order to kind of, you know, wow this crowd, seize this job, show, um, you know, show the staff that he's got something that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't. That's what he's trying to do is show the staff that he has something that Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't have so you know where are we at here i think again like i said it's you know looking through the eyes of the beholder a little bit i'm looking at brandon cristal on twitter and it seems like koa is desperate for drew lock to win the job i'm not quite sure what's in it for them other than you know that's Maybe like pre- i don't Previous takes, you know, that I think that's really that, all it is. But there's you know. like a, they're towing a company line. It goes to, you know, the Broncos drafted Teddy Bridgewater. What's best for Broncos country? What, you know, what does inside the organization, what do they really want? It's not that like they like Locke or Bridgewater better, but if it was up to the franchise, then the guy that they drafted would, would elevate. You know, of course that's what a franchise wants. Um, so. Where are we at here? I don't think we're anywhere yet. You know what I mean? In terms of um, this team naming a starter anytime soon. No. One That's we- not going to happen anytime soon. One week down and you're still in the same position as you were last week. So, Well, I do think this, though, Jake. I think deep down inside of their bones, to the core of them. Their spirits. Yeah, they know. I think they know who they who's going to start. And then you... And then you maybe you wait to for the other guy to maybe uh, you know dethrone the other guy, but deep down I think they know right now that they're going to go with Locke or they're going to go with Teddy. So then it comes to what we talked about on the radio today, Jake. It's like at what point is your you, is the competition hurting the team? Is this competition helping the team? 
I'm not so sure about that because look at the well-oiled machines that are some of the premier offenses in the NFL right now. It's like, bro, it's like clockwork. This guy's it's 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 very special, and um, I, that that doesn't come overnight. Um, that stuff is even more important for a Broncos team that doesn't have a top five quarterback in the league. So right. all of the time and, you know, the touches and the opportunities are even that much more important, I think. So that's why at some point soon, soon, one guy's got to take 60 or 70 percent of these reps and the other guy's got to um, take a backseat. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, eventually... Uh, the 50-50 reps need to stop, and whether it be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to get more timing down the, the the more reps they get. And do you think we're going to see that, you know, in the next couple weeks, or do you think oh, that, or, or do you out. think we're going to see that after the first? It's preseason Monday. by game? the end of the week. I'm I'm hoping you're feeling and we're seeing and like you know, Cliss and Troy Rank. Welcome to the team, Troy Rank. Right, look for his yep, new yep. podcast as well, the Broncos podcast with Troy Rank about to debut. Um, but I, you know, I think that we'll start to see it and feel it and be able to quantify it, but by, by no, no, the numbers. So. Whether it's uh, I'm not like a Drew Locke or a Teddy Bridgewater guy. We've been through this. I think Teddy's better of a player, and I've seen uh, up close and personal with my own eyes what Drew Locke's capable of or lack thereof. And I think Teddy's better for the team. Do I like either guy? No, I don't. You know, we we do right. scales. We try to give you comps here. We try to measure things at least on the radio show here. Um, you know, both guys are like fives or sixes on a scale of one to ten. There's no tens. Like, uh, there's no, t- hey, um, Cindy Crawford had a mole. <laughs> She's got a mole. She didn't have that mole. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like Brooklyn Decker, her boobs might be a little bit too big. Yeah, I said it. You know what I mean? So no, even the greatest supermodels in the world, no one's quite perfect. So I don't judge on a scale of one to 10 as there are, you know, as there's such thing as a 10. Aaron Rodgers is a nine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a nine. Um, Josh Allen is a nine. Um, Lamar Jackson's like an eight. Pushes a nine. Has been right. a nine. Plays like a nine at times. That MVP season, he was playing like a yeah. nine. Yeah. Dak is like an eight. Give me some eights here. Dak's an eight. Um, let's see. Who else is an eight out there? You can win with them. You can compete with them. But um, I don't know if I'd say Justin Herbert's an eight yet. Uh, he's a seven. Uh, he's looking he's like played a, like a nine sometimes last year, and the perception is he's going to be an eight this year. I love that. Keep that up. Um, let's see here. Why am I? I'm trying Watson. to search for like a veteran. Deshaun Watson's a bona fide eight, straight up eight. The nine comes with the uh, production and the winning. Right. Okay. So sevens. Give me some sevens. I'll give um, you Baker Mayfield. Maybe Baker, a seven. Kirk Cousins might be somewhere in the seven. Uh, the best of Jimmy Garoppolo is probably seven. Tua's probably in the sevens right now. Um, maybe a Cam. I Cam's probably like a six or a seven. Yeah, Cam's probably a six now. Dalton's a six. Um, you know, again, let's uh, give you a couple more here. Um. You know, Roethlisberger's a seven now, you know. Um, uh, Tannehill's an eight. Tannehill's definitely okay. emerged. Let's and see here. Took his game to another level. Uh, Derek Carr's a nice seven. Solid seven, all day long seven. Um, 
I think Matt Stafford's been a seven there, has a chance to be an eight. You can't win with less than an eight right? as a quarterback play, okay? Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are fives. Teddy might be a six. Teddy might be a six. At his best day. Well, if all things like he hasn't played with this much talent ever before, injury-free, they run the ball, and then you have a complement of these great wide receivers, Teddy could probably play like a seven. And this team could probably win 10 games if, like, they hit every green light. Everything has to go if, right. Like, no injuries. N- you know, if they just, if it was just smooth sailing, okay? And I think Locke's like a five. His best stuff is a six. You can't compete with that. It's the the crashes and burns right. kind of stuff. So that's just, like, the scale if there's such a thing. That's how I look at these guys. So Teddy's not a lot better than Drew Locke. And again, half of Broncos country feels like Drew Locke is better than Teddy. But it's just who and where we're at. And let's do this. It's not the kind of podcast that we're going to do the let's look back and feel sad about not having Josh Allen. But Justin Fields, imagine Justin Fields here right now in this competition. Do you know what's happening? Every day he's doing two or three things like that is wowing the team itself, your other players are going to be saying, oh, man, this guy, you could see why he had so much success in college. Wow, this guy is, you know, they don't make him like this guy. Wow, this guy's kind of one of a kind. Wow, this guy has those abilities like uh, very few guys have. You never hear that about Locke. You never hear that about Teddy Bridgewater because that's not those guys. They can't do that kind of stuff, Jake. So yeah. just imagine the narrative and then just like straight up the feeling that we would have. Well, we got our own Herbert. We got our own two. He might be better than two. You know, any other year um, when there wasn't uh, Trey Lance and uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Mike, I might have been a top two pick, their number one pick. You know, two years ago, he was the project number one pick type and of stuff. I've been saying this for a while. Justin Fields is going to be the second best quarterback in this draft class. Wow. And maybe the best? Maybe. Maybe the why? best. Why why what makes you like him so much? I think that he has a love for the game like no other. Yeah, you know, that I don't really get out of Trevor Lawrence as much. Mm. Uh, he has a chip on his shoulder going into the league with mm. you know a lot of chip teams on passing like on him. Little chips and guac. He's, he's uh got the mobility. He's got the accuracy. He's he's the whole package. He's got a football mind. One more Everything. thing. I'll add to that, and then we'll do like a halftime here. There was no college football this last year. Right. They canceled college football. He took it upon himself to lobby for college football to come back, and he did it. Well, not single-handedly with the help of a bunch of other, you know, uh, star, you know, collegiate players. But there have been no college football season without uh, Justin Fields right. making that happen. So, what kind of guy is he for pulling that? The leadership stuff, the um, love for the game stuff, all that. He could have just sat back and trained, and probably still went number ten overall. Right. Okay. Um, but he didn't. And that's what kind of what some of the the intangibles to go with the tangibles that kind of maybe make him so special. I'll tell you what, um, let's Patrick Sertan better be freaking good. Yeah. He is. I believe it. I think he's gonna be a great player. I love everything about him. But Bradley Chubb will never live up to the hype. Because Josh Allen is a superstar, and he right. could have been ours. I mean, the only way that narrative changes is if, like, there was a time when people were like, oh, man, Cam went one, and we got Vaughn at two. Do you know when that changed? When Vaughn knocked that freaking ball out of Cam Newton's hand. Uh, Cam Newton didn't want to get his, you know, 
uh, body broken into yep. a million little glass pieces and didn't die for that ball on the ground. Malik Jackson, the rest is history. That's when people said the Broncos got the best player and made the right choice because we're hoisting Lombardi and Cam, you know, uh, incredible th- season with that. He had 35 touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. You know, it's that. So, you know, championships define everything legacy greatness hall of fame you know for me i even value championships even maybe more than another guy might but bradley chubb is never going to be able to live up to the hype unless bradley chubb is a super bowl mvp and josh allen doesn't win a super bowl and pat certain you know if justin field goes off and and broncos fans are thinking later uh, oh man imagine how this team would look with fields on the squad it's it's that feeling like you said with the first round uh, talent. The Broncos don't usually yeah. pick that high. Uh, yeah, at number ten. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how these two careers pan out. Let's do a quick break here, and we're not going to break. We're just doing a little bit of the housekeeping here. This is the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Myers producing the product. He's also like a co-host, like he like our radio show, which you can find nine to eleven on ninety eight point one at ninety eight point one FM MileHighSports.com. You can stream us or watch us there. Uh, a million different ways to get involved with Mile High Sports. The app, beautiful, uh, but the podcast itself, in particular, we want you to subscribe to it that's you know that means everything to us that's why we're doing this thing for you guys um spotify google play where else stitcher stitcher uh, anywhere you can get a podcast like literally anywhere you can find a podcast go subscribe to it we want you to like you know hit a review a comment on it um that stuff's important to us too um we're supposed to mention that troy rank has joined the mile high sports team i mean he's one of the biggest names truly in the whole game he's going to do a couple podcasts a week his first one will drop tomorrow so look for that and um what else jake in terms of housekeeping stuff the uh, app the mile high sports app it's where you could find all the podcasts there radio shows uh, and even our our daily stuff that we do online all the articles that we're pushing out uh, we got br- great Broncos riders, Avs, Nuggets, Rockies. We do everything from the preps to the pros. All right. Um, let's do a little bit more, and we'll call it a day because tomorrow we're going to have – actually, the next couple podcasts, we're going to have two big guests, guys who've been out just soaking it all in at camp. And, um, you know, there's so many different kind of perspectives on what's happening out there and what team what people are feeling and seeing about this team um a couple podcasts ago we talked about the buzz in the air or kind of lack thereof um it's not there it's not there we're trying to, I think, uh, drum it up a little bit. Sometimes when you have three or 4,000 fans out there, that buzz is created, and the players could kind of feed off that a little bit. Um, that's not happening. They can't break 1,000. Actually, they're lying about the numbers out there. Um, but unless there's Tim Tebow or Peyton Manning, why would, you know? What's you go, the draw? Well, you go out there to see stars, superstars. Drew Locke and, and Teddy Bridgewater are hardly superstars. And Von Miller, hey man, we, we appreciate you, Von. I don't want to take you for granted, but you know, I've been there, done that a little bit. Um, yeah, there's lots of young receiving talent on this team, but I'll tell you, man, a receiver is only as, his star power is only sparked by the quarterback who's able to generate the production and the talent. Jerry Judy's not going to become a star catching four balls a game for 60 yards or for you know 45 yards um that's not going to happen so um can this thing turn here can get can can this thing get 
ugly here. Is there a chance this defense is going to um, suffocate this offense and never really give this offense and Drew Locke a chance to go out there be successful they're gonna have to manipulate it through second you know the second unit and the third unit throwing guys like that out there to go get b is there something too like the offense winning and building um and where it's like oh, offense won this day oh the defense got him today every day it's the defense on for you know on this team does that does that hurt this team at all i think it might it, because it it hurts the confidence of your offense and your starting guys going against Arguably, you know, one of the top 10 defenses in the NFL with the Broncos. Uh, Fangio running the whole thing. He seems to be, you know, he is a defensive-minded head coach. So maybe he, you know, plays favorites towards the defense a little bit. Uh, I mean, like, and, and just the feel around the offense is negative that you're losing every day and you can't, you know, find your your groove. And, you said and it's, something. it's damaging. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'll, I'll, I'll forget. You, uh, for one, if you see. Vic Fangio out there, he is all in, fully entrenched. Um, his, his, um, everything he cares about is that defense. It's He's, his baby. He is watching that defense. He is running that defense, and at the expense of the offense. You could see it. You can see where his his body language is, his eyes are at, and where his focus is. So um, I could appreciate a coach who lets his offense coordinate, go coordinate the offense, but also you kind of are who and what your head coach is sometimes, right. especially on a team without a bunch of leaders. So what is this team? Uh, Defensive-minded, um, defensive-driven. The philosophy is uh, all about the defense, and almost in, you know, there's no offensive – um, you know, it's like, let me give you a comp here. Um, John Fox came in, had tons of success after, um, Josh McDaniels kind of tore this thing down. What's like the complete opposite of young, brash, inexperienced, the most veteran, accomplished NFL true, you know, cut from the NFL cloth head coach that there was old fashioned yeah yeah you know to get the kind of thing back to respectability well i never thought that a defensive minded head coach and john fox made sense with with peyton manning for one peyton manning did everything made it work they really made it work but to win to win a championship led by that head coach they weren't able to do it. They couldn't do it. And actually, he should have went one year before in 2014, should have been fired. But right. they rewarded him for taking them to a Super Bowl. And um, then 2014 is for none. They lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. They're 14-5 and five that year. And Peyton's still Peyton. Okay, so that year was a waste for none. But again, I look at everything as happening for a reason, you know? Gary Kubiak is able to come to the team that next year and, you know, talk about offensive-minded head coach, maybe one of the greatest offensive minds in, you know, pro football history um, as a, a head coach and as one of the great coordinators of all time. Mm -hmm. um, he was the not just the elixir, but like the right offensive mind to work with Peyton and, you know, let the, the defense was still the defense. You got to have an offensive-minded head coach to win Super Bowls. And I think to win in this current NFL climate. Right. The old cliche Vicks? has always been, you know, defense wins championships. But, no, you know, the, the NFL is, you know, it's transitioning yeah. to yeah. high flying, well, high scoring. I don't want to end the show by firing Vic Fangio, but Vic Fangio is kind of a dinosaur. 
And do you know what yeah. should have happened? Mike Munchak should be the head coach of this team, and Vic Fangio should be running the defense. And do you know what? I think if that was the case, we'd have some different results over the last couple of years. And we'd have some different uh, philosophy and some different, um, I don't know, I think some different, really different results um, would have come out of these last couple of seasons and definitely what we would be going into in this third season. Um, so speaking of philosophy, yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago, I think, or last episode, we were talking about how the NFL defenses are the your, your nickel and your dimes might start to be your base. Yeah. But when we're talking no about treble. Right. When we're <laughs> when you're talking about the offensive side of the ball and, and the Broncos philosophy, I think they're gonna run the ball a lot. And with two running backs with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams Williams, they're gonna take a lot of pressure off these quarterbacks. Bro, who, they have to wins. have success. Shermer wants to um, drop back and throw the ball down the field. And if they do that, um, they will lose games. That's not who these guys are. If there's going to be any success coming from this season, it's going to be running the ball as much as you're passing the ball. The first time they start throwing the ball 35 times is when, you know, you could you chalk up a, uh, you know, they might score 24, 27 that game, but in a 42 to uh, 37 to 27 type of loss, uh, they got to keep it close. They got to have teams play into their hands. And right away when, you know, teams start scoring on them and they're going to put the pressure on for the Broncos to uh, go out there and score points themselves is when that thing, this thing is not going to work. And that's what happened. It got out of hand so many times last year. And the Broncos were taken out of everything that they, you know, prepped for, game planned for all week long just to get it taken out of their hands because the offense has hung and leaves the defense, you know, hung out to dry on so many occasions. So, um, okay. I'm interested to see how the rest of today's training camp plays out. We'll come back and recap it tomorrow's Tuesday. We'll have a guest as well. Um, I like our little kind of mini version of um, this Broncos Blitz podcast. I mean, we got a lot in here. We don't want to keep it longer than 20 to 30 minutes here. We feel like that's just enough. Uh, we hope you guys are enjoying and liking the podcast. It's very important you subscribe to this podcast and um, show us a little bit of love that uh, you like what we're doing here. Um, Rate and review. Yeah. That's uh, what we want. We want to hear feedback. Anywhere you can find a podcast, find this one. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Hey, Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Uh, he runs the show. Um, all the sounds you hear, all that kind of stuff. It's all uh, it's all Jake. Um, we will check us out on 98.1 FM or milehighsports.com. We're on from 9 to 11 Monday through Friday as well. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.